Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm Joe. We're, we're a little rushed tonight because I want to make, because Joe's a little short on time and we've got a really long cigar that's probably going to burn an hour and a half. <laughs> so. But it's you, our show, so we can do whatever we want. Right. I just lit it. First draw, I sucked in after getting the lit. I was like, wow. <laughs> so I'm going to try to explain what that wow meant, but I want to get Joe's first draw impression. My first impression was that it's been a long time since I've had a cigar. It's been, what, two, two and a half weeks? It's been, this. I think it's this is the third week, which means a week went by, we didn't do a show, a week went by, we didn't do a show, and another week went by. I might have had one in between at some point. <clears throat> so, um, would it, would it, would full, full-bodied be a... Be an accurate description of this? Well, maybe. Full flavored? Something. It's very rich. Yeah, it's very rich. That's the first thing that hit me. You know, I got spice and sweetness mm-hmm. right away. And I know the press on the cigar. So really it's it's making my opinion a little biased. But let me read the press and then I'll tell you what I thought I tasted. But it might be biased because I know the press. So... Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour Churchill is what we're smoking. Seven by forty-eight. Uh, it runs about twenty bucks, it, and it's probably the most, one of the most expensive ones we've yeah. ever smoked on the show. Yeah. It's a delicious, uh, full-bodied Dominican Churchill that carries an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, one of our favorite wrappers, and that's on top of a Mexican San Andreas binder. We've actually smoked some San Andreas wrappers previously on the show. And uh, it has a hearty mix of Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Now, here's the kicker. The tobaccos used in the late-hour Churchill were aged six months in single-malt whiskey casks, naturally infusing the essence and aroma into the final smoking experience. So, as soon as I drew in, I thought, you know, I wouldn't want to say exactly whiskey, but it was a whiskey sweetness um, so it wasn't a whiskey taste, but it was a sweetness, kind of like a whiskey. But I might be biased because I'd already read that. So I think that knowing the knowing that that's how they were aged, you can definitely identify the the essence. Yeah, I'm still, and I'm still tasting that. So I don't think I'm making it up. No. So lots of spice on the beginning of this one. Yeah, and not not too much. I'd say it's right on the line for me. So mm-hmm. I'm still happy with it. Um, in fact, we haven't had a one that's been so spicy I haven't liked it. I, I have yeah. previous to our podcast. I smoked ones that were so spicy I didn't like them. Yeah. But, uh... No, this is, uh... It does have a, a little bit of a sweetness. The spice is what you're going to notice the first, that's for sure. Yeah. I know the, the spice and the whiskey and just a hint of sweetness in the back of the whiskey. And that's probably enough of an opening for us. We, yeah, we the whiskey's wanna... there. If you start thinking about mm-hmm. it, you can yeah. really... Definitely. Uh, so... We should probably talk about the appearance a little bit since yeah. that's we, we don't do that enough. We should get more diligent in that because this is a. I'm going to turn on a light because it's just a little. It's a little cloudy. It's a tad dark. It is. That, that light doesn't do much. Must switch on this other one. Helps quite a bit. Get a little. Here we go. So, I think it's a. It's a pretty pretty oily wrapper. It's a nice oily, elegant looking cigar. The Churchill is always a nice. I think they're always nice to look at. Yeah. Um, especially with the dark leaf, with with dark leaves. This Ecuadorian Habano wrapper is kind of nice. Definitely does look oily. 
And it's one of those that when you look at it, you're like, is that is that a Maduro? But it's not mm -hmm. a Maduro. Mm -hmm. It's just a little dark, and you're wondering. Yeah. But it's not as light as a standard um, mm -hmm. wrapper or a Candela, which is kind of greenish brown. So. Right. Um, Very elegant, though. Yeah, and it's nice marketing. You know, mm -hmm. the the band is cool. A little silhouette named of after Winston Churchill. Named after Winston Churchill, of course, a big cigar smoker. And yeah, go ahead, yeah. take a jab. I didn't know. Joe Joe didn't know that, which I didn't want to make fun of him. Did you know he was tongue-tied? No. There you go. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> mm. we need to mention the draw, and I'm really, I'm really getting into the cigar because I've been excited about it. We will start to talk about some current events here in a minute, but I'm really excited about it because it's a Pono wrapper. It was aged in mm. in single malt whiskey casks, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but the draw is um, looser than normal, and I, I agree. I think I like a looser draw, and I'm going to throw out an idea here. I don't know how full-bodied this is going to be, but if I had a really full-bodied um, cigar, I'd probably like the draw to be a little looser. Then I'm not as apt to pull as hard on it, Yeah, and it might keep the power down a tad. Mm -hmm. Some of the press, though, called this medium to full. I did want to throw that in there, too. Mm -hmm. What I read here said full-bodied, but... I would think, though, that a looser, a looser uh, wrap would tend to make the leaves burn hotter. Is that true? It it depends how you draw. General, if generally yes, if it's tighter and you're drawing the same amount of air through, then it's going to make it hotter. Yeah. But it kind of depends how you draw. If it's looser, usually you're not drawing the same amount of air through. You're mm -hmm. drawing less. So makes sense. Um, it's mm. it's funny that the physics can get that complicated. Just you know, we're talking about a cigar, just how it tastes, and mm -hmm. trying to enjoy it and. But the physics matter. It's fun to think about things. I learned most of my physics about enjoying tobacco, actually, from pipe smoking. Because pipes, cigars are much more forgiving than pipe is. Mm -hmm. Pipe, you really have to have the right cadence or the tobacco will burn the crap out of your tongue. Cigars, not so much. Mm. Retrohale is pleasant. Mild. Um, it's pretty mild. Medium, yeah. yeah. Didn't burn me, mm -hmm. but I didn't puff a whole lot out. I gotta open up some water. This has been a, this has been a, it's been a hot sweltering week. day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. all week's been hot. I thought when we hit September, we were out of these. Well, we had hot some days. really nice, cool weather in October or August. August, we got spoiled. <laughs> yeah, and so, but now you know this is what next couple mm. days will be the end of summer. Yeah, so. We'll watch for those temperatures to cool off, hopefully. Yeah. A bit. Well, so I, um, I've i been, like, busy. Maybe that's the wrong word. Um, I've, I've been relaxing because I've got all my properties rented. So the work that I do, I'm kind of, it's just the general maintenance that's not pressing me to do. I'm not trying to rent a property. And I've been spending time with my kids a little more and hanging awesome. out with my wife a little more. So I haven't been paying as much attention to the news. Um, listen to one or two podcasts during the mm -hmm. week. And uh, so I'm kind of happy with that, which means I'm not going to be as hippity-hoppity on the podcast as I be normally as, is. As, is going on the issues? Yeah. I know the Israeli election is in the news. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Let's see. In the U.S. election. Between the U.S. election and... And the Israeli election, I mean, 
That's all I'm hearing about. Except we got vaping. We get. To, we got, I mean, we're we're a smoking show, so we should talk about the vaping we, thing. We should. Bit. Did they did they ban it? Well, or are they no, still trying? Well, what I understand is that Trump has issued a statement or statements that say he's going to be pursuing some regulation uh, on mostly sounds like the flavored the candy sweetsy flavored vaping things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really interested to see how that goes. I've heard people weigh in on both sides of it, saying, you know, hey, these are... You already have to be 18 to buy it. People are put on their big boy pants and take responsibility for their own actions. We don't need any more regulatory control. On the other hand, there are some, apparently... I'm, I'm not really a super knowledgeable person about this, but apparently there are some knockoffs or some cheaper varieties of this vaping stuff, though, that have some chemicals in it or some additives that can really coat the... Uh, coat your lungs in a really, really bad way and make you sick or die, which I think we've been seeing. I mean, I better toke this a minute here. Well, and I will throw in that that's, that's an excellent opportunity for somebody to start a nonprofit to try to help people and get the word out there, and that's what they should do. <laughs> Damn the FDA. <laughs> and I, I want to let you finish before I go on my tirade. About well, regulation. I think that, you know, certainly there's... Uh, I would like to think that our government, I would like to think, I don't think this, but I would like to think that our government has the best interest of the people in mind, so if there is a, a product out there that's going to hurt a lot of people, obviously companies that are selling the product have more money and more voice than any nonprofit would have, so they're going to be able to get their message out faster and more powerfully, so if, some pe- if something is harmful and it's being sold, I think that hopefully somebody would tell us about it. But, on the other hand, it is kind of one of those things where, where, I mean, any activity you do is going to have its own risks in it. And so, I mean, if you're inhaling anything into your lungs, do you think that it's going to be uh, <laughs> super wholesome or... Anyway. I, one of the reasons I'm really big against regulation is, is a foundational assumption that I know I have. And I think I'm correct on the assumption but I want to talk about the assumption second. I'm against regulation mainly because it's just, it's not the government's job. Um, pr- protecting me from a vape pen isn't the government's job. In fact, the government's job should actually be to make sure no one else can pass a law that tries to protect me from a vape pen. That's the government's job. Just the opposite. And um, so, that being said, with the internet... When someone buys a vape pen and hurts themselves or kills themselves, that information is out there so fast and a million people will get it so quickly because that industry, those people are connected. Information travels bam, 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 so fast. That's, and I think that is a good thing. It's what, you know, it's not 1898. Assuming a free flow of information. Correct. Yeah. It's not 1898 when you had to have, I don't even know if my date's right, the Pony Express sending a letter to Grandma and she gets it, you know, three weeks later yeah. saying Johnny died from a vape pen because they didn't have vape pens in 1980. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, information travels, uh, stuff gets out there and um, it, that's the people. It's the people's voice that the people need to speak. If there's a problem, they need to speak. And if somebody says, oh, my gosh, I'm against 
drunk driving is a horrible thing, and you should start a nonprofit. See, this is a good. Yeah. This is a good. Mothers test. against vape pens. This is a know? good test of some of these values because honestly, I hate vaping. Mm-hmm. Like it, it annoys the dickens out of me, and. You know, smoking doesn't really. If somebody lights a cigarette, that doesn't bother me a yeah. bit. But if somebody puffs a big cloud of smoke up into the air, or vape, I mean yeah. vapor, into the air, I just get like, I just get irritated. <laughs> and so, That's funny. It's, it's a, <laughs> I hate it. It just annoys the tar me. Anyway, so it's a good test to me because it, on one level I'm thinking to myself, yeah, make it illegal, ban it. Because <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, yeah, but that's the whole like. I understand yeah, yeah. what you're you, saying, and I agree. Fun, I think fundamentally, I agree. Gosh, if you can ban everything, if if the right. government's going to well, ban see, everything, here, I don't like. Then let me did, give you the list. But I would take issue. <laughs> I would take issue with one thing, okay. and that is that if a local, if a local government, be it a school, like a school board, all the way to a town council, to a state legislature, wanted to ban it. I don't think it would be the federal government's job to tell them they can't make that law. Is that what you were saying? Maybe. I think that again, proximity is a good challenge. Local control is is a pretty important thing because it wouldn't violate anybody's Um, constant. You don't have a you don't have a constitutional constitutional right right to vape. vape. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. So if uh, a group of people, I mean, if a big enough group of people saying this is not something we want, then. And then if you, if you don't like it, you don't have to live in that town, you know, yeah. move to University Park, where I think I can still smoke a cigar in the park. <laughs> and, it, you know, and it's funny, I'm not a big fan of cigarettes. Um, they do bother me a little bit. Like, if there's one cigarette smoker would bother me. Two or three cigarette smokers in a small location would bother me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it gets but, oppressive a little bit. Right, but I wouldn't throw a fit. I'd probably leave. Uh-huh. In fact, I, I think it's a mistake to have restaurant owners that they can't have. I think I, they should. I gotta tell you, yeah. I'm sorry to jump That's on okay. you. That's okay. That's okay. But I, I agree with you, and I and I miss going into the bowling alley and having it be full of smoke. I miss it. It's funny. It's nostalgic yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, the the and, and I guess I should say this about cigarettes, but I want to get back to my park thing, mm-hmm. and then I'll then I'll continue on with cigarettes, um, and and restaurants. I'm I hope it, they never start. You can actually have a park and post that smoking's not allowed. I hope they never do it. In University Park, because I see so many grandmas and grandpas out there with their grandkids, or and they're just puffing away on their cigarette. They're hanging out with their grandkids, mm-hmm. and their grandkids aren't getting any smoke. They're outside in a park. They're hanging out. With their, it's like that's awesome. You know, I don't. You know, I don't want mom and dad saying, "Oh, you can't go over to grandma's house because grandma and grandpa smoke and it's bad for you." Well, go hang out with grandma at the park. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great thing yeah. that they can do that, and. Um, but cigarette smoking in restaurants, I don't know if we talked about this before, but way before the smoking ban, uh, Tassos in town had a smoking section, and their wait lines were horrible because they had this smoking section, and they finally just said, screw the smoking section. We got all these people that don't smoke in this line that we can't see. We're just not going to have a smoking section anymore. Mm-hmm. So they quit having a smoking section way before the ban because... Most that's of what the their pe- people want. Right, that's what their people wanted. Yeah. And if it had flipped and been the other way, they should have the freedom to say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a smoking restaurant." Yeah, you know. No, I think you're right, and and uh, that's a that's a perfect case for the market taking care of something. Yes, and uh, and uh, and there's another there's another thing too. Like with I've seen places where they have no smoking signs. Generally speaking. 
nobody's going to stop you from smoking unless somebody complains about it. Yeah. So there again, there may be a rule or there may be a law, but unless somebody, unless you have a complainant or a quote unquote victim, it's generally speaking, a lot of times not going to be enforced, which is again, the market kind of superseding the law, I guess in a way, right? It is. And before the smoking ban also, I was sitting with a lady, um, outside of Smoky Row, downtown Oskaloosa, quite, quite a long time ago. And someone lit up a cigarette outside and she went over and said, Hey, the wind's blowing that my direction. Would you mind um, not smoking or moving? He said, Oh, no problem at all. I'll just, and he just moved, yeah. moved out of the way and the wind wasn't blowing it in her face anymore. Yeah. Both people were happy and it was just fine. And a little courtesy goes a long way, doesn't well, it? Well, <laughs> it does. And even if he'd have been a dick and said, screw you, you know what? We could have gone inside and I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I, although I don't think he should be a jerk about it, neither should she. I just think it, you know, you don't need, you know, you don't need all these laws telling people what to do. If you have courtesy. <laughs> even if you don't. Yeah. Uh, because I actually think people's right to be a, even though they don't have a right to be a jerk, mm-hmm. I do think that their freedom to be a jerk is still there. I'm, I'm not sure that freedom should be taken away because once you give the law the power to say this is jerkdom, it's it's like hate. It's like hate crimes. Well, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think you're right. When you and and that I think speaks to the point. We're getting awful close to the territory of of some of the things that the founding fathers said that that our republic, our government, was unfit for. A people that wasn't moral and really if you take out you, you have to restrict freedom if people won't check their own uh, check their own deeds and, and their, act- their actions and their intentions it's um, a really interesting thing it, it, the, the, the two interplay between each other I, I actually don't believe you have to well, if you're going to have a pleasant place to live I, be- I believe <laughs> very very <laughs> limitedly I would agree with you and so you would disagree with the founders that said our system of government is unfit for a immoral people? Um, I As would it's framed. I mean, so admitting my uh, admitting that I haven't read the direct quote or studied it, I would I would say if everyone was immoral, that would be correct. But I believe as long as as um, I believe they in, intended the freedom of moral people to, even though there are immoral people in the system, that morality um, would protect the immoral people's freedoms, but it was also limit their immorality. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you had, a, you had a vastly different world. You had a world, our, our system of government was established in a world where if somebody offended you, if somebody crossed the line of decency, they were challenged to a duel. Yeah. They they were they said, you know, let's you go. You said something mean about my mother? Yeah. 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 You blew smoke at my mother? Yeah. Stand and deliver. Fill your hand cuz we're going right now. And and see like the lines have so moved. Well, and and why and, and you know, I'm not sure that I'm I don't know that I'm opposed or in favor of duels. I haven't thought about it a lot, but but so what? So the guy says, "No, I don't want a duel." My apologies for blowing smoke at your mother. And then they shake hands and part ways. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, or they shoot each other. Who? And on some level, who cares? You know, I mean, they're two adults acting freely. Um, yeah, sooner or later, I think, and I, you know, maybe I'm just talking out of my hat here, but like, 
sooner or later, society <laughs> said, society said, we're tired of people shooting each other. Yeah. We're going to make a law, and this is how it's going to be. And and but, but they didn't say you couldn't blow smoke at the mud. They said you couldn't shoot each other. Mm-hmm. Well, but 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 they've also said you can't smoke inside. You know what I'm saying? Like further on down the road. So. Oh, lost our ashes. I mine I sort of knocked off. I barely it was touched like it. Almost in unison, wasn't yeah, it? That was it was. Crazy. I barely touched it, but mine mine fell off. And we are due for an update. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should. And uh, I think you've got a smidge more burn than burning than I have. But I've been talking a little more than you. I've been re- I've been kind of adjusting my light a little light? bit. Too. Was it it's been crooked kind of light? Burning okay. a little crooked. So uh, mine's burning pretty straight. Um, Isn't that generally a Maduro issue? Wonky uh, burns. Well, because Maduros are more. Uh, Maduro means ripe. They're they're riper there, and so they're a little. There's a lot of things about them that make them burn a little less straight. The leaf's a little more yeah. variable. Yeah, the non-Maduro leaves will burn a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you get a bad light, you know, or if there's there's other factors, but sure. the main thing is that the Maduro leaves will burn. Like that triple Maduro, I was pretty impressed that we didn't get too. Won- I don't think we got too wonky of a burn mm-hmm. on it when we smoked it the first time. I think we commented about that. We might maybe. Have. But uh, let's let's talk about this. Um, I'm liking the earthiness and the spice, um, which that isn't my preference. Um, but I think there's enough sweet keeping me interested. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you see what you the, have to say, and I'll puff a little more. I love how uh, a, a a well executed retro hail will just really liven up, bring the flavors to the surface. You're getting another, getting more of that almond. That we've been having the last few cigars, or, or at least a nuttiness. I there a little bit ago, I I could have sworn I got a really strong note of coffee, mm. but but uh, I had sipped a, a sip of coffee, and I'm not sure if that affected it or not. But I I got that, so I don't know. So getting yeah, so I'm getting some almond, getting some sweet. Yeah, it's the the retro hail is definitely sweetening it up for me. I'm. I'm not mm-hmm. getting coffee, so I'll, I'll I'll argue with you there a little. But the retrohale, I gave a big retrohale instead of a little one, which stung a little, but it was a big one, so I kind of expected it. But it really brought the whiskey and the sweet mm. um, to the front, um, which my eyes are watering a little <laughs> bit because it did burn a tad, but I kind of liked it, so I'm going to try to regulate it a little better <laughs> next time. But um, the mouth feels good, too. It's it's not super oily like some, but it's right. just just right, um, just enough. In fact, in general, for the first whatever inch, two inches we've smoked here, this is really good, yeah. really good performer. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like the whiskey isn't overwhelming. Like if you hadn't told me that, I might I have just have said yeah, it. I would have just said yeah. it's a, it's a cigar. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have said it at all. You can you can get a hint of it in the foot smoke too, I think. And I do think. And I've, I've, I've smoked enough infused, whiskey-infused cigars and ones that have the leaves aged in casks. Mm-hmm. And I do think the whiskey-infused ones taste more like whiskey. The ones that are yeah. aged in the casks just smoke like cigars that you're like, wow, it's got yeah. really interesting flavor. It's and not like it's been I think flavored. I prefer the aged ones versus the infused ones. I, I think I sure. do, too. Yeah. Mm. Even the ones that I store in my scotch bottles, mm-hmm. they... They taste infused, mm-hmm. even though technically they're they're not. They're just sitting in a bottle for a year, which is fine. Yeah, that whiskey is just it, it's kind of dominating. I'm not not finding a lot more flavors than than that. 
I mean, they're there, but it's they're a little hard to identify. We're gonna have to try. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna puff a little harder because I've been I've been drawn just real comfortably on this, and I think it's mine's just almost going out. Mine too. I'm just so. Yeah, I've got to be careful. <laughs> I'm going to speed up the draw a little bit and see if we can get anything else to happen. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. So, laws, but we, I do want to mention one thing. We were talking about regulation, then we started talking about laws. Yeah. And, and, and there is a distinction between the two. Yeah, I think we need to make sure that we are talking about that right. distinction. Be- because when you talk about regulation, what we have in the United States is that the phrase is the deep state. Yeah. And that is... The executive branch saying, I'm going to start this agency and this agency and this agency to do these things that are actually the job of the legislature. So it's actually a a mistake. Our executive branch shouldn't be able to do that, but they have. So Mm -hmm. unelected officials. And the worst part of it, like I I, I don't, there's a 0.01% of me could almost say, well, maybe it's okay, except... They also legislate. The the, the uh, Supreme Court allows them to legislate their own issues. So you have an unelected body enforcing yeah. rules and laws, and they leg not legislate. Jur, they're the judge, jury, and executioner, mm-hmm. and that's wrong. And I heard um, some podcast I listened to said something I'd never heard before. But um, if power is delegated to you, you can't delegate it. And if you're a representative, yeah, you can't re-delegate it because then, then the person that freely chose to delegate the power to you isn't in control of the body that you delegated right. to anymore. Right. And I'd never thought of that, but that made perfect sense to me. And that is what the deep state—that's what the agent, the big governing agencies—that I we, totally we didn't vote for. Yeah, yeah. That, right. I think that that would be a great law, or. Couldn't that be a law? I mean, well, it kind about of it, redelegation. Well, it sort of it, it is. It's in the. It, I mean, if people want to push it really hard, it's unconstitutional to have the executive branch do that. But no mm-hmm. one. But the legislator hasn't. The they haven't pushed it. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of so deeply ingrained over the last I don't know fifty Long time. sixty years Long time. Yeah. in our system. It's going to be hard to unpack it. Yeah. True. So, true. True. But yeah. Okay. So one maybe one thing about this vaping thing, and okay. then we can move on to something else. All right. Perhaps, but. I, I, I can't, I just, this thought popped in my head as we were talking. One, one more thing. I love sure. the foot smoke. Yeah, it's great. Foot smoke smells really it's great. It's really, really good. cigar, okay. <laughs> Soft and sweet and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, there's one thing about Trump that I like and don't like at the same time. Awesome. He's a political genius. And mm-hmm. I almost wonder sometimes if, okay, this vaping thing, right? How much of Trump's base hates vaping? Would you say, like, a majority of it? I would... Because I wonder sometimes if, <clears throat> if he's brilliant enough to say, this this act, you know, even though it may be misguided and, and not in line with our, with our political leanings, would it suit to please his base and tick off his <clears throat> opponents? I don't know. <laughs> Just a thought. Well, so... I worked with teenagers, mm-hmm. so I have this admittedly maybe uh, skewed view of vaping. I mean, I, I, I think it probably is teenagers or uh, oh, young adults, young adult males, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe females too. But but so this is young people, and I think that a lot of the young people I've worked with actually generally support Trump 
some of them that really like pot support Bernie because mm-hmm. <laughs> they think he's gonna give free reign to the to the cannabis people. But I, I don't know if that's enough. Like if they're involved enough, if they're you know following him enough to support him. So it might be the parents of those people that are saying no, we don't want it. It was kind of a kind of a weird thought. That yeah, popped into my head. So what's the point of it again? You think that he wants to ban it because it'll please his base? Wondering about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, ultimately, there has to be a little thought in the back of your head if you go to do something, anything, as a political person. What is, what's the political effect going to be? I don't, I don't know. So, odd transition thing. I don't know if there's a fly on my head or if my head's just sweating. There was a fly. Was there a fly? Okay. He's, I, I, I can't find him now. I'm going to have you blow some smoke on my head yeah. so that he'll <laughs> stay away because... Because nicotine is apparently an anti-insect, is an insecticide kind of. It gets rid of bugs. Have you heard so, about? Uh, do you have another something you wanted to jump go, to? No, go ahead. Let's. Can we talk about weapon bans for a little bit? Yeah, we should. They so like, I know Beto, Beto. Uh, who else is is going after the guns? He's say, he's saying some pretty outrageous, outrageous things. Well, about he flipped them. too. Kind of. Okay. Tell kind me. of. Uh, well, what There's was it? A, a year ago, something like that. Okay. He said. You got an AR-15, you keep it. <laughs> that's not you what like, he's... You like your doctor, what? you keep yeah, it. Yeah, that's not what he's saying now, um, which is fine. You can you can grow, you can change your opinion, and now he's saying, nope, take him away. He's saying... He's calling it a buyback, which is ridiculous. I mean, I, I think everybody who's going to listen to this has already heard, you can't buy back something that you never owned in the first place, so calling it a buyback yeah. is just, just yeah. ridiculous. But what he's talking about is a confiscation. They're, yes. they're literally talking about confiscating guns... From Americans, and there's other candidates too that have sort of jumped on this. I don't know which ones they are, but I know I've heard that there are other candidates that are Democratic candidates that are trying to follow his lead on that. They're jumping the shark on this. I think if if the Democratic nominee for president supports an assault, quote unquote, assault weapons ban and confiscation, it will they will lose. It's guaranteed they'll lose. Yeah, guaranteed. There are some people I know that are dyed-in-the-wool Democrats mm-hmm. that are huge gun people. And it's one of the few places where, as the divide has gotten huge in America, I've seen people coming together. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the few, maybe the only place where they really come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, I just, I think, and it's interesting because as the divide, now I'm thinking out loud. I'm not actually making a statement here. So the, the divide tends to not be, I don't think, always Republican and Democrat. It tends to be um, urban and rural. Yep. It tends to be the divide now. So there's a bunch of Democrats that live around here that are rural folk, and they all it's have urban guns. urban as we like to yeah. think we are in Oskaloosa, Iowa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they're like, they all have guns, and they, you know, they support pheasants forever. They're big hunters, and... One guy goes to Argentina once a year and shoots quail, and yeah. you know, and uh-huh. he's got a house full of guns. Yeah, um, you know, but I don't know. It's it's it does seem ridiculous. It, so I've been trying to figure out: are are they? I wonder how the party, the Democratic Party, is thinking inside. If they're, I wonder if they're trying to play both sides. Let for instance. They're encouraging Beto to go all out because they know he's not going to win. And then somebody else, Warren or Biden, will 
go contrary, maybe both of them will go Satan. Say, no, we can't do that to kind of get the back, possible. And, back and forth. To, to say, no, we need to go this way and try to sway the people back. It's it, That's totally possible. I, I just think... It, it's just fascinating to me how impotent the arguments are on these issues from these people. It, everybody talks about the Australian gun ban, you know, that they supposedly executed, and and, be, and they're saying that because of that, it's working, and the gun violence is way down in Australia. Have you done any looking about that uh-uh. in the statistics? What do you know? Well, okay, so they did. They banned these types of semi-auto whatever rifles in Australia, and gun violence is down. However... Just because those two facts correlate doesn't mean that that they mm-hmm. doesn't mean caused. they're causal. Yeah, right. it's cause, not causal. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. And in fact, gun violence and violent crime in general has been on a downward trend around the world, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with the assault or with the assault weapons ban in Australia. In fact, there's more guns now in Australia than there ever have been. That's funny. Um, they didn't. I mean, they didn't reduce the number of guns. So the number of guns actually increased, and violent crime decreased. So their argument is yeah. self-defeating. Yeah. But yet they just hammer and hammer and hammer. And to somebody that's not gonna look into it or wants to just jump on the bandwagon, it's <laughs> it's kind of maddening. Well, I'm glad there are people out there that take the time. You know, it's like I'm not sure I'm gonna. Well, I wouldn't do it on my own. I'm yeah. Glad somebody, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad somebody can can give us that information. Mm-hmm. By the way, I hope they can hear the storm on the yeah, podcast. It's, it's nice. great thunder and light rain out. I think it's raining maybe mm-hmm. around us. But we need to draw a little harder on this cigar. Maybe you already are because yours is burning faster. But I think there's more flavor in there yeah. that I'm not getting because I'm talking too much. And mine went out thirty yeah. seconds ago. It is a little bit of a finicky burner, so you want to be on top of this one. That's that's for sure. I I'm not sure about this. Because I'm not educated on that Mexican San Andreas wrapper, and this isn't a cigar update. I just want to mention it. I remember some liking some of the earthiness, I think, from the Mexican San Andreas wrapper that we smoked the Kristoff. And so maybe this binder is giving some of that earthiness, but I, I think there's still enough of that Dominican and, of course, the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper in there that's really... This is, this is a dandy cigar. It really is. So, um, but, yeah, so... I don't know. Um, I wonder what would happen. And this is the kind of thing that worries me a little. But I have to remember that our government is set up to to make legislative changes difficult and slow. That yeah. is part of the process. So, you know, when when Democrats say they want to do a, this and they, they try to do it and then we have to fight back and say it's unconstitutional. And so we spend all this tax money fighting the battle to, to in the end, say, oh, well, never mind. nothing's done. <laughs> never mind. You know, when I think what they ought to be doing is saying, let's, let's dismantle the FDA and then maybe say, well, wait, what parts of the FDA, what, what laws do our people want that that's actually the FDA is doing? Kind of unconstitutionally, but what ones should we legislate? Yeah. Instead of expecting them to you know, make mandates. Yeah, I mean, I had this thought earlier today. I was d- doing some work and listening to a podcast and I, all the back and forth rhetoric and listening to some of these stupid hearings, you know, that are going on and new accusations against the president and, and judges and things. Exactly to your point that you just said, how much good could be being done instead of wasting millions and if not billions of our money they just waste it. They just they get up there and they talk about meaningless stuff. They delegate or they they re- delegate and re-delegate and re-delegate 
their duties, and and they go after this these. Uh, it, it it makes me so angry. I really wonder, and it scares me like it scares you. Like what what are we going to come to if if this is we need we got we have to get back to a system of government that actually is in that is not pushing so hard these agendas and and is actually working for the American people. Um, I, I agree, and I, I wonder. I, I remember doing going through some management training when I was working for Youth for Christ, where it talked about the board and their duties, the executive director's duties, and then certain volunteers. and And the, the phrase they used, and it's re- fairly popular: "Stay, you know, stay in your own lane." Mm-hmm. And there, there's there's two theories there. One is your position sometimes has a lane, but also your giftings has a lane too. So if if your position is to do certain jobs, but your giftings are not all of those jobs, and you kind of want to delegate the things that aren't in your in your gifting. But the point is, what we have here is legislators that are getting out of the, their job is to legislate. It's not to attack the president. It's not to fight over you know the the balance of powers. That it's it's almost like could we pass a law that says you can only legislate? I don't even know if that's a good idea, but could you say legislators legislate, you can't do anything else and if you want to, then you have to have somebody else doing that job. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I always hate a bunch of rules, but... There are, I mean, I'm sure there are functions to these committees and things. I understand that. There have to be, but... But... Yeah, but if they're, but if they're not functions that are getting legislation accomplished, or at least trying, if the function is simply to unseat the president, well, mm-hmm. then I don't want to pay you f- for that because we voted the president and he's in. You know, but mm-hmm. then again, I suppose the fact that part of the legislator's job could be to unseat the president, that's not out of their <clears throat> right. job necessarily. I think I think the big pro- the biggest problem, maybe the biggest problem we have is this divide that we talked about earlier is this 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 vast chasm between the urban thinker and the rural thinker. Mm-hmm. And how they do life has become to the, to so divided that essentially we have we have people that want to fundamentally that are working not to make laws and make us greater and better and richer and whatever, but they're they're making they're trying rather to use their power to fundamentally change our system of government. Yes. Yeah. And instead, which. Well, that brings up kind of another topic. I don't yeah. want to interrupt you. No, go for it. Still going. The fact that I can't remember who did it, but someone had talked about th- th- there was this. Someone mentioned that basically, if the Supreme Court doesn't get their acts together, we, meaning I would say the leftists, the the, the Democrats, but, but primarily the really left leaning Democrats, are going to fundamentally change the Supreme Court. If they don't get their act together and do do their job right, and it's like, well, first of all. Saying that, I mean, I don't always like everything the Supreme Court does. So, but can you clarify for just one yeah. second? Mm-hmm. So, a left-leaning commentator or somebody said this that if the left, yeah, I actually think it was a senator. But okay, so a leftist senator told the Supreme Court, "If you don't get your act together, we're going to fundamentally change the court." Yeah, they didn't, and they didn't say it. That they said it publicly. Okay, they said, "Yeah, you you better get your act together and start doing your job right, or." We're going to fundamentally change the and, court, and by right they meant in the way we want you to. Exactly, okay. they meant if you don't do stuff our way, <laughs> we're going to fundamentally change that's the court. That's a crazy threat. That's that's, a, that's insane. Well, it would seem like at that point, you can't you can't be 
in the government anymore because you don't support the constitutional form of government that right. you swore you, that if, you were going to uphold. You, if you, I, I like to use the sports analogy. <laughs> if you organize a football team and you have a football team and you get into football games with other football teams and then you get halfway through the game and you say, hey, everybody, stop. We need to change these rules. They're, yeah. they're, no, <laughs> your, yeah. your football team, you forfeit. Well, yeah, well, especially if anymore. you put your hand on something and swore that you're going to uphold the Constitution and what it is. I think when you start saying, wait a minute, that part of the way yeah, our yeah. system works is not right, it would almost seem like you just disqualified. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. That's exactly the word that comes to mind. Is this, you're disqualified. Yeah, yeah. You, you violated your oath. You're done. Yeah. Um, boy, that would be a that would be a tough battle. We'll see. It would be a tough bout, but see, I wonder, I wonder how far down the road that is. And we need a cigar update here in a sec, but like, yeah. well, uh, how far down the road is incompatibility, like an impasse? When will we reach that impasse where it's like, okay, we are so fundamentally opposed to one another that we can no longer play the game together. California is feigning secession. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're they're withdrawing. I mean, they're 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 outright. Legislatively, in California, saying that they are not going to enforce federal law, but they're also failing as a state. Right? They're also well, see, that's people the are leaving point. California too, and, and you know, and that's that's that further exacerbates the problem. Uh-huh. Like we are, we are, I think, quietly but quickly reaching an impasse, and I don't know mm-hmm. how it's going to shake out. Yeah, let let's come back to the word impasse um, and after we do a cigar update because that that. That's worth talking about. I don't think we're at an impasse, but we'll but I'll well but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, the, I'm missing out a little bit because I'm talking a lot. There's a lot of flavor if I draw a little bit more yeah. that's in this, and so I'm trying to draw more, and I got a there there was a there was a dis, distinct sweetness, but I'm not sure I can lay my hand on it. It, it was nutty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was honey, uh, but it was maybe a nutty sweetness. Um, and I would actually say it's a sweetness I get from Dominican cigars, um, typically. And I really liked it. And there needs to be more there. But the interesting thing is, when, when I enhanced that nutty sweetness, it, there was also this earthy, slightly savory, and I would, I would say, like, just a m- minuscule hint of salt. Like a salty savoriness, just a hint that was in there with it, almost like, and it, it didn't taste like caramel popcorn, but you know how caramel popcorn has a sweetness and a savoriness to it? Mm-hmm. it? It was that sort of thing that I was that I was tasting, and I, I really liked it. So um, I want to I dig for that a little bit more here. Um, mouth feels still really good. Um, as much retrohale as I think is I can retrohale, I like, too. Um, that was a little too much. You sucked that one in or two? No. Oh, two. Burned your eyes? A little bit too much retrohale. But <clears throat> okay, so uh, more cigar. Forgive me if this is. A, I, okay. I need to give my little two okay. cents here. Go ahead. Forgive me if this is a cigar mm. faux pas because this is an excellent stick. This is a very, 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 very high quality cigar. Yeah. However, I am. I, I have just a little half cup of coffee here, and as I sip on it, it really deepens that sweetness, and I'm getting chocolate. Okay. And I don't. You know, I don't know if, like I said. I think that the reason we smoke cigars is because we enjoy them. Anything that we can do to help enhance that enjoyment, right? Hey, it's fair game, right? Right. So, <clears throat> so some purists may say that I'm bastardizing this cigar. <clears throat> However, that sweetness and that sort of earthy, dark, 
super sweetness. It, it really just pops and blossoms with a sip of coffee. So um, I just got my sweetness nailed down. That, that graham cracker, remember? Yeah. That when we um, we read that from in the description of a few podcasts ago, but there's definitely a, a really sweet graham yeah. crackery. I could I could go there. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, but I'm gonna keep this burning super hotter because there's Man. more super good. And there's some. I tend to also. I, I need to say this as a little bit of a disclaimer. There's a lot of earthiness in this. I'm skipping over some of that a little because it's not my favorite taste, but it's so, when the earthiness and the sweetness are well balanced like it is in this cigar, um, I just I just like it and I don't talk about it a lot because I want to talk about the sweet, the graham cracker. Yeah. But there is a, what I would call a, you know, when the dirt gets wet and you smell the dirt, there's, yeah. there's a nice soft earthy like that yeah. in here too that's Almost, just riding in the back. Do you get any metallic at all? Like, not a negative one. Um, I didn't notice it. No. A Maybe copper? No. Could be. That that would come in the earth, so okay. I'll, I'll, I'll search for that and see. But, um, anyway. Okay. Good. It's increasingly, it's getting better. Uh, gosh. We got we got to quit trying these $20 cigars. <laughs> you buy a box of these. That's what... <laughs> well, you buy a box of them, probably 12 bucks a piece, but still. <laughs> 12 times 20 or whatever. Yeah. You know. I guess that's not the way we roll, though. We usually smoke. Yeah. I buy five packs sometimes. Like, I would buy a five pack of these. These are pretty good. Special so, occasions. Yeah. So. So talk about impasse. Okay. So there's, you know how you've been hopeful the last few podcasts that we did? I have. I'm, I'm starting. I remain that way. Yeah. I'm starting to lean your way a little bit. I was a little negative and a little not quite as hopeful as you, but I'm, I'm starting to see some people that I would call liberal people, maybe Democrats, um, starting to wave their classical liberalism flag, but they're, and they're, but they're not radical Democrats. And I'm seeing something rise up, and it's making me a little hopeful that there's more people that are reasonable about our freedoms and about the United States, and they still want to hash it out and figure out what's best, but I don't mind... A reasonable non-radical person who doesn't agree with me um, right. that's the that's the good discussion to have yeah and uh, um, I do think uh, and that I do think that makes me hopeful when I when I see people that are like well you know <laughs> um, yes people need to be free but that's mm-hmm. that, that's an okay I'm willing to have that conversation we need to be free but you know um, yeah. and I and you know I tend to I tend to lean probably more than my morals w- should allow me. I tend to lean really libertarian, but I'm also the constitutionalist, and all because I think the Constitution is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think that's where I guess maybe that I'm glad you said that because I feel like that colors in my statement about being in an impasse. What I think is going to happen is the 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 loudmouths out front. The, the, the front runners of the Democratic Party right now, I think that their thoughts would take us to an impasse. But what yeah. instead, maybe what I mean to say is that they're on a dead-end street. Mm-hmm. And that assuming Donald Trump wins this next presidential election, which is a big assumption because I think that, I, I, I think that the people who are so sold out to these hyper-liberal ideas, these ideas of communism and socialism and totalitarian control and all these different things, I think that I think that they are 
very deceitful. I don't think they are moral at all, and I think they will do anything to win, steal, cheat this election. So I'm very wary about that. I think everybody needs to go out and vote, and we need to be active this thing. But I think if they, assuming that they are defeated, this political cycle, I think that the climate is perfectly ripe for some of these reasonable classical liberal Democrats to rise up and, and be extremely successful. Yeah. And I, and I think they'll, co- am I using the word right, coalesce well with some of the um, constitutional libertarian people. Mm-hmm. I think um, that they would coalesce well with Donald Trump if they just get off his back a little bit. I think they have so yeah, much common yeah. ground. Well, there's a lot Donald, Donald Trump can learn. I think he's doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job, but, but I do think it, it, it appears there are some things about the deep state he doesn't get. There are some things about pro- protecting people's freedoms. When he made the mistake about saying, oh my gosh, uh, the what's the, the charity that he ended up supporting with government dollars? Great charity. Special Olympics. Oh, okay. When he said, oh my gosh, there's no way we're going to stop funding the Special Olympics. Well, in... And Ben Shapiro had the had the perfect. <laughs> you come back to that. He said, "No, what you should have said is the Special Olympics is a great organization. We shouldn't force people to give to sh- charity. But here's what I'm going to do. Here's a great one. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to give a million dollars if if I can if 20 other people will. That's what yeah. he should have done, yeah, and he could have right. funded it. That's, that's what right. he should have done, and that's good people and that do stuff. Would have been a great teaching moment too. Yes, it would have. But and. I don't think he's above doing that. I think it just didn't cross his mind. His his right. like, what? Special Olympics is awesome. We're going to fund that, which is it's off the cuff. Yeah, and I don't think he realized that he's forcing people to give to a charity, which is really not mm-hmm. what gov- what the U.S. government's about. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. Boy, I wonder if it's the nicotine talking, or if we just haven't talked about since we've missed three weeks. If I'm just excited about talking about stuff. I- there must be a little bit because I was dragging my rear end when I, we started, and I'm feeling a little better now. So. Okay, yeah, I was too. I, I think we got some fake energy coming <laughs> coming from the nicotine in this. And uh, oh god, it's good. Um, hmm. I got a little sugary sweetness from a really hard hard draw mm-hmm. a minute ago. It's there. Yeah. Kind of hides. Yeah, it, uh, like the gray, like you sprinkled some sugar on that graham cracker yeah. I was talking about. But yeah. anyway, so um. Uh, to, to give a shout out to to Red Pill because it fits what we're talking about. Red Pill America had a doing some great stuff. They they oh. are they're they're awesome. Um, what's it called? Conserv the fatal something like the fatal flaw. Fatal flaw and conserv- conservatism yeah. or something. Like um, that. The fact conservatism's that, fatal flaw. I think that's what. It yeah, was. yeah, that's what. Apparently, you listened to it too. Um, the fact that, that that in a nutshell, and I don't I don't want mean to diminish the, the beautiful probably hour long forty five minute long podcast mm-hmm. talking about this, but to. To distill it down, the fact that conservatives just want, I want to be free, leave me alone. I'll take care of myself, you take care of yourself, but then we tend to not get involved. Disengage. Yeah, we disengage, and then somebody else takes the power. Yep. And uh, so, um, that is something I think that we need to be really aware of, and the on- I think the only way to really get our country back in shape is for not just the cons- conservatives for sure need to rise up and I think again they will <laughs> they will relate with those classical liberals I, and that's why I'm hopeful it might be time for a lovingly hostile takeover of some of these local <laughs> things I mean you know what I was talking about that I, I, so I listen it's interesting that you bring it up yeah because I was I, I listened to that episode and we're getting a little short on time but yeah but uh 
I, well, I listened to that episode and I came back and I actually had a, a, I think, a short but good conversation with a couple of people, and one of them was my wife, about homeschooling. See, there's a prime example. You oh, have yes, a ton yeah. of money that it's getting, ton of taxpayer money that's getting dumped into schools. They're failing. Okay, they're not, they're not doing well. And because they're not doing well, a lot of conservatives and a lot, <clears throat> frankly, a lot of people in our, in our circle have just excused themselves, said, okay, well, you keep your money, we'll educate our kids. And I, it got me thinking, what would happen if we enrolled them all and then all ran for school board and we got really super involved? <laughs> because what I'm finding, you know, just being involved in local government, I'm finding that it just takes willing people. And it's relatively easy to become an influencer in, in the small things. Yeah. Now, this, the big things are only made up of a lot of small things. If, if, if we took the advice of that, the lady on that podcast, I don't remember her name, but if we took if we took her advice and and reengaged and with a with a purpose, I think that it would be so effective. There'd be a lot of pushback because it'd be so effective. But I think that man, what if what if we just we just organized and, and took it back? There there is a. And I would admit that there is a time to do that. And one of the reasons this is a, and I would still land in the conservative, but again, a little more libertarian, it, the, the idea that there should be a Department of Education at all mm-hmm. is against what I against right. what I believe. So it's, so it's hard to concede that and say, yes, the, but maybe the only way to take it over and to dismantle it is to get, to get involved. See, that's the thing, though, yeah. is that our focus continuously gets pointed to those big... Washington D.C. Yeah. agencies when we can't really affect those. I mean, we can vote this way or that way, but what we can affect, what's really close to us, and we have a tremendous amount of power over, are these local boards and local councils. And and uh, I mean, <clears throat> if we if we continuously try to take down D.C. from Iowa, we're, we're not going to do it. But we could take Iowa from Iowa. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's not in a. I understand that's not in some kind of militaristic way. It's just. Yeah. Hey, we, we have a voice, and it's just as valid as anybody else's voice, and uh, we shouldn't just sit back and ta- and disengage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, golly. Well, we're at the we're at the wrap time, which is which is okay. So I'm I'm a, I'm going to say this. We're not going to talk about it, but we might want to talk about this in the future. The because. I think we should revisit this at mm-hmm. a time when we, if we don't have a lot to talk about, we should talk about federalism and how states are free to make a lot of the laws themselves. Yeah. Specifically because there's part of me that if a state legislated that abortion was legal, then I, there's part of me that would almost be okay with that because we are a federation of states. Now, the reason I'm, I'm not is because I think the Constitution, as a, fe- as a federal document, um, guarantees life. Mm-hmm. But I think the states, I think the way that it's supposed to work is the states should be hashing that out. And, and not just abortion, but I'd like to talk about laws that maybe we would have differing opinions on that we think states should be free to pass mm-hmm. at some point, even laws we might disagree with, because I think that would be a fun discussion on what the states can do or should do yeah. morally. So, final. Let's let's go to the cigar. We we won't do our update until we tell. I don't even know if I can read that. Look how small I can read that. You can read it. Oh, yeah. You got better eyes. Excellent eyesight. 
a little bit like an, like, like an eagle. Oh, well then here, let me hold, let me hold it outside, <laughs> and you stare. <laughs> All right, so here's what they say we're supposed to taste. It says expect medium to full body flavors and aromas, deep dark tobacco, earth, and chocolate notes retain a mouth watering caramel sweetness. So you caramel. got your caramel corn. Yeah, man. that's what it, the, that that I think that uh, what was I saying? Graham cracker and that sweet. Yeah. I think that caramel would would fit that. I think Car- I mean you mentioned caramel popcorn. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. And your your chocolate was there. I didn't. It was there. Yeah, I wasn't thinking chocolate, but ding 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 ding. Yeah. Ding, ding. It's also funny when they mention tobacco because I don't just think yeah. of I don't think a lot I don't of people know the fair. sweet tobacco. It kind of isn't, but tobacco does have a taste, mm-hmm. and so but it is, you know, sometimes you don't just want to land it. <laughs> oh, it tastes ah, like tobacco. Tastes like tobacco. Have we ever had a cigar that yeah. didn't taste no, like? They all taste like tobacco. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, great. So cigar. um. I don't have to, everything else is pretty much. I think we were on it today. Great cigar, the Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour, uh, the Churchill size, which actually it might only come in Churchill. Probably, I think you're it, right. I think I think I'm right. It only comes in the Churchill side. It was twenty dollars ten cents, and it's a great cigar. And this is kind of in our Davidoff collection of four that we're. It might be our last one. Is it our last one? It might be our I last thought we had another, but maybe this is the last one. Yamasa, I can't remember the Ascurio, this one. There might be another one left. I can't. No, no, this is the last one because well, I remembered all four of them. Now this is the fourth. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but, but we'll start some other something in the future. But this was great, and uh, I guess we'll call that a wrap tonight. Joe, it's been good hanging out with you. Yeah. This has been Doug and Joe Talk. Talk to you next time.